Yesterday, Friday 8th May 2020, the Nairobi City Water and Sewerage Company issued a press release and it was titled Water Interruption to the City County of Nairobi. Today, 9th May 2020, there is yet another press release, but this one is from the Kenya Power and Lighting Company and the title on this particular one is the reason why I'm doing this episode or rather titling this episode as a question. And the question is, do you think the companies that are designed or are meant to provide what is turning out to be essential services really equipped to handle the demand that they're experiencing right now? The title on this particular um, press release is National Power Outage. Yes, you had me right. The one company that has the monopoly to supply power to the entire country issued a press release titled National Power Outage. The reason why I'm talking about this is because two weeks ago, I had an interesting experience with my ISP. ISP is Internet Service Provider. And what had happened was that the entire neighborhood that I live in didn't have internet, mostly because they are the first to market in this area. And 90%, if not 99%, of the people who live here or even work here are using this particular internet option. And they later on sent out a press release and even text messages sort of explaining what had happened. And what they were saying was that uh, they were experiencing an outage globally, mostly on fiber options. And the reason they gave out, because I called the customer care and they were sort of trying to explain this whole situation to me. And what they were saying is due to the huge numbers or due to the uptake on their services, uptake meaning they are, they, they've been able to sign up more people, more people are staying at home or working from home and hence there's an upsurge in the numbers that they're experiencing in terms of signups. So there is an excessive load on their platform and hence the reason why their system sort of had to go through this blackout. I think it was a 24-hour thing. The, the internet kept um, connecting and connecting, and the bandwidth was just bad. The good thing about it is they issued, um, they said they're going to issue a refund on the next payment. So if you experience, if you had already signed up by that time, what happens is when you're paying for the next month, they're going to deduct an amount. I'm not quite sure how much they're going to deduct for this particular situation, but that is uh, a good thing that they did, or at least a show of good faith. Anyway, going back to the topic of today, the reason why I'm asking this is because if you look at all these companies that are issuing um, essential services, and by that I mean companies that are dealing in power, for example, like now this KPLC thing, by the the time I'm recording this, actually, the power is back on. And I even saw a video on the internet, and uh, it was a video of their team sort of trying to sort this whole situation and there was this guy who was dangling on top of live uh, electricity wires and it makes you appreciate the kind of effort they put in sometimes you know with this digital era what has happened is people are now able to access their service providers directly and every time there is a statement on uh, every time there's a statement on an outage of a service People are always on their case. For If you go on the KPLC page, and even right now on Twitter, they are trending, I think, at number one. And it's usually very hard for us who are 
consumers of these particular services to understand that these guys actually put in a lot of work and effort. I don't think there's a, a genuine supplier who wants people to experience a blackout, especially when they're using their services. The reason why people usually have a problem with KPLC is because there's usually this um, understanding that the people who work there sort of have found a way to make money from the platform. Like I mentioned earlier, these are monopoly kind of business and it's government owned. So people usually say that uh, people usually say that employees in this particular company is always find a way to defraud or sort of find a back end or a back room to make money off of us, the clients. But that is something I'm not going to focus on in this particular episode. My concern in this episode is how prepared are these companies that are providing us with essential essential services. And just to move away from these basic needs, electricity and water. I remember in primary school we used to have this topic or subject that, uh, no, topic under one subject. And it was, uh, the title was Basic Needs and Basic Ones. So needs are basically things. And I, I remember I even talked about this in one of the previous episodes. I think it was episode eight. And I was talking about what startups and even just entrepreneurs can do to make sure that they position themselves bet- in a better way, especially because of what has happened. So if you don't know, because of this global pandemic, the government has only allowed certain types of business to keep working. Okay, that is companies that have permits to work and even um, extend or operate past curfew hours. So curfew hours in Kenya currently stand at 5 a.m. to 7 p.m. So as long as you're in your house by 7 p.m., you're good. As long as you're only leaving the house at 5 a.m., you're good. There is, however, a back and forth in... Uh, how the government and even the police are treating people during this period. But then again, like I said, I'm not going to focus on that. My focus is on asking this one question that uh, is sort of on my mind. Do you think these companies that are offering essential services really prepared? Because in most cases, when you, for example, a company like uh, Kenya Power, even if you look at the graph of how it works, and as someone who went to a power option engineering class, I know how the graph works. Usually, there's a crazy uptake. If you look at the graph, there's usually a a crazy uptake in the morning or consumption of power. And then during the day, they sort of lower it down because most people are are not at home. Guys are out there hustling and bustling. And then there's going to be another uptake in the evening when guys are back home. But during this period, there is an all-time high because guys are home Chances are, if you're listening to this, you're listening to this on your earphones when your TV is on in the background. And it makes you question how prepared these companies are, or even if they have the muscle to meet the demand that is coming their way during this particular period. The other thing, just to move away from electricity and water, there are these companies that are doing deliveries. And I noticed the other day that if you made an order on one of these on-demand delivery services, they would tell you it was going to be done the next day or the day after that, mostly because the demand is so high and no one has really ever prepared for this kind of situation. And it's it's an interesting conversation to have. Uh, Yesterday I was having a conversation with someone and I was just... We are trying to brainstorm and come up with ways of 
if we're going to invest in any other thing in the future, does it mean that we have to factor in this kind of situation? Mostly because as a startup, you usually just look at the demand that is there at that particular time. But no business, I don't think there's any business that has ever prepared itself. Because think of it this way. My ISP is one of the biggest companies in Kenya. They are the biggest taxpayers in Kenya. It's the one company that everyone wants to partner with. However, there is a discussion that I was a part of today on LinkedIn. And guys were asking why they felt the need to get a third-party person to be a part of their fintech product that is M-Pesa. So the MISP is Safaricom. So they've partnered with another company called Copo Copo, which is basically the company that is going to be an intermediary between you and Safaricom if you're going to make any payment through the M-Pesa platform. And what people are saying is uh, this thing is only going to result to higher cost, especially in the transactions. And even some startup founders were having this kind of uh, mindset that this company, Safaricom, was sort of giving away the one leverage they had. Because if you're going to introduce a new feature on your platform, if you have control, then you do not necessarily need to bring in a third party. But I'm sure the team at Safaricom knows what they're doing. And all that is going to work out. My point in this instance was moving away from internet providers and electricity and water. These are basic needs. Yeah, These are things you need to survive and even operate as a business. Going back to companies that are doing deliveries, for example, Jumia, Safe Border, um, Little, Taxify. All these companies have sort of found themselves in a situation where their business is going to shoot to a thousand percent because now there's a very high demand. But if they ever put together this infrastructure that is capable to take care of this crazy demand that, ex- that they're experiencing during this period, do you think they're going to be able to sustain that infrastructure once this whole global pandemic thing clears out? Or is it just something that uh, they're going to do away with? And what does that mean for them from an investment perspective? It's an interesting um, conversation to have, and I would like to pick your brain or just to see what your mindset or your thought is in line with all this. And uh, like I usually say, this platform allows you to send me a voice message. Leave your thoughts. It's, it's something that I would like to hear what other people have to say because, yes, as guys, as consumers, we'll always be ready to go to Twitter and complain. But just factoring on or factoring in everything that is happening right now, I'm not sure that this company, personally, this is my response to this particular question. I don't think most of these companies are prepared to address the supply that they are, the demand, to supply the demand that they're experiencing during this period. It's very interesting also to hear what you have to say in terms of what these companies can do. So if you're going to respond to this, feel free to give an example of a company and how you think they can be able to meet the demand that are experiencing right now. And even as consumers, what are the other options? I know there are quite a number of articles um, on Facebook and whichever other platform that talk about um, people who have sort of found alternative ways to get solutions. For example, there's a village in South Africa that came together and decided, you know what, we're going to create our own internet. There's a movie even on on Netflix uh, dubbed The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind. So it's about this young young boy in Africa who 
decided, you know what, we're not going to die of hunger. What I'm going to do is use wind power to make sure my village has electricity. No, my village has water. I'm not sure if that was harnessed into electricity later, but I know it was about water. So if you have any sort of links or stories about people who have sort of find a way, found a way to protect themselves and make sure that they have alternatives, especially during this period, feel free to share the links. Anyway, my name is Sebastian, in case you're new here. I want to welcome you to the Gumzo Africa podcast. Around here we talk about what is happening in the business and tech spaces. I'll see you tomorrow with another episode. Peace out.